Hello and welcome to another episode of Baby Steps, the second one for this year. I'm so excited. I really don't know why. Okay, maybe I do. Um, but really happy, especially for you, my audience. So welcome. And this episode is going to be more or less a continuation of last week's, two weeks ago's episode, which I hope you listen to. If you've not, please go check it out. It's called First Comes Love. And for those who listened, I really hope we are continue to get into the habit of telling our children that we love them more and actually showing it uh, because today we're going to build on that. So it's important because once the foundation is strong, we know that no storm can bring it down. Yeah, because I remember when we were kids, there's, there's this song we used to sing in church and it's about the wise man. The wise man built his house upon the rock and the rain came tumbling down. The rain came down and the floods went up and the house on the rock stood firm. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The rain came down and the floods went up. And the house on the sand went down or something like that. Um, so it's all about the foundation we set for our children. That is the reason why I'm here and why these two episodes are so very key. But as usual, drum rolls. It's time for another did you know fact. Now did you know that if a pregnant woman experiences any sort of organ damage, the baby in her womb sends stem cells to the mother to help in repairing that organ. Like isn't that bond amazing? Like God or whoever it's 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 just so phenomenal. I found it very fascinating. So today's topic is all about bonding and attachment and the healing of organ damages that can happen or to prevent them, yeah? So we're going to talk about the importance of raising our children with the assurance that you always got them. And why exactly did I settle on this topic? Oh, there's a couple of reasons. Definitely top of the list is that if it's something that is going to contribute to raising happier, healthier, and more confident children, I am definitely going to talk about it. That one you can be sure of. And this is one of those topics. Second, I'm also always fascinated by parents when I see them with a beautiful bond with their children that is like perfect balance between love and discipline. And I also get curious about those who are quite estranged from their kids, which I'm going to talk about today. So keep listening. And I'm also going to be conducting a research on, on the same father-child bond because it's usually largely assumed but I will share my findings, God willing, later in the year. But most importantly, and I cannot stress it enough, it is for the benefit of our children. By the way, before I go on, I'm not pointing out at parents who lack a good bond with their children because we do know that we do what we do best and we're just a product of how we were raised. And so that's why these episodes are there, to talk about what science shows is different, what life proves works better and we can change or adapt to that. So I hope we're together. I hope we're cool. Thank you. So what is attachment? Well, simply put, it's a bond between you and your child. But in psychology, we define it as the bond that a child has with their primary caregiver, right? Which who could be anybody. And for the sake of this episode, I will assume that as a parent, you are their primary caregiver, the one they attach to the most. Yeah, okay. So allow me to take you down the psychology road just a little bit 
Okay, maybe a lot. I don't know. Um, to establish a base here. But before that, just so you know, the bond that you had with your parents when you were young is usually the one you carry through your life. So how much you're attached to your friends, your romantic partners, and most of all, for why, why we're here, your children. It affects how we view ourselves, how we view others, and our relationship with others. So now to the research and psychology part of it. So there's a theory, um, you know, the things that explains why things happen. Yeah. So there's a theory called the attachment theory that explains everything that I'm going to talk about, especially the type of attachment. And yes, in case you did not know, there are different attachment names based on how we bond with other people. And just to throw it in there, okay, you know what, I'm actually sorry, I am being all over the place today, but I think it's pretty cool to know that one of the founders of it, Mary Ainsworth, that's one of the founders, developed this theory in her work in Africa, particularly Uganda, by studying infants and toddlers' relationships with their mothers. And she came up with four different attachment styles, which I will name. The secure, avoidant, ambivalent, and disorganized. So I'll describe each one and I want you to think of which one you developed as a child and if you can see similarities to how you bond with your children. And if you don't have kids yet, I think it's still, not I think, I know it is still very important for you to think and say, how was I attached to my parents or my primary caregivers, whoever I grew up with when I was a kid? Because as I've said, it's going to affect, it affects how you bond with your children when you get your kids or with your partner, your spouse, or even with your friends. This is important because self-awareness is key for growth, for development, for healing. So that if we didn't have that proper bond, we don't pass it on to other people and especially not to our children. So back to where I, I was here. Secure children. Secure is the first one. So as the name suggests, these kids are secure. So if the parent leaves, so this is according to how she was studying, when the parent leaves, you'd see the child will be very dist will be distressed, yeah, but not in an exaggerated wanting to die crying and not being able to be comforted kind of way. So they're, they're okay, they're distressed, like sad, like mom or dad has left, and but they don't mind being comforted by a stranger. So for example, like a teacher, they go to a new school, they cry when they're left, but then after some time they're cool. Those are securely attached children. And then when the parent came back, you'd see that they're still very excited to see them. They'd run to the parent. They'd want to bond and be the kids. And the thing about these parents um, is that they were also securely attached. And they are seen to be responsive, warm, and very attuned to their children's needs. The next is avoidant children. Now, avoidant children, as the name suggests, are they avoid their parents and they do not seek much comfort or contact with them. And they really don't care whether it's their parent who's with them or if it's a stranger. And if the parent would come, like they wouldn't see the need to turn. Or And they're also really not bothered by whether the parent is there or absent. Because uh, the mother in this case or the father or whoever is the primary caregiver is usually very unavailable to the child or rejecting of the child when they need the love or attention. So they become very avoidant. Like, okay, you're not going to give it to me, whatever, whether you're there or not, whatever. And then there's ambivalent children. These ones are now the type who become greatly distressed when the parent leaves. 
those kids who wail and wail and wail for hours and nothing can comfort them no one not even baby shark nothing you know uh these are called ambivalent children right and even when the pirate comes back you didn't see them very comforted they will still want to wail and wail you know and they're also very skeptical about strangers in a way that's not necessarily healthy because even if it's somebody like their teacher they've been with they wouldn't necessarily want to be comforted and for this you'd find parents are either very inconsistent in the way they show love to the kids so sometimes it's love sometimes it's hate they don't know where these parents stand and sometimes these parents are very intrusive of their children's life the last one is the disorganized children and these are actually very non-responsive to anything any form of stimulus any form of love and they're very passive but you find them are you to be usually depressed and quite angry actually they're usually very angry and apprehensive especially in the presence of the parent you'd see them you know these kids who just look angry and you're like but you with your parent why are you behaving like that those are called disorganized attachment right and parents to such children uh seem to have ignored the child's needs or are aggressive and violent or violent and they are very unpredictable which is typically related to parents who maybe have a suffer some mental disorder or is in substance abuse but generally when it comes to the whole thing and I've talked a lot is that kids are either secure or insecurely attached the only good form of attachment out of all these is the secure attachment so i hope i haven't lost any of us yet and i think now is a good time for me to say that your primary attachment style as a parent so how you were before the age of 12 usually that's what said is that doesn't mean that that's how it's going to be it's not set in stone and doesn't mean that's how you're going to be with your children you know you actually may be very close with your kids or very close with your partner but if you had an insecure and avoidant attachment you actually will struggle with not letting those attributes come out to your children as you strive to give them a secure attachment why i'm saying that it's it's very different for from if you are securely attached they find it very easy to love and bond with their kids and mix the discipline compared to if i grew up like insecurely attached to my parents i may try to bond do better for my kids but it's a way harder struggle and sometimes we just our personality subconsciously just gives in to who we are so like it's a very it's, it, you have to put a lot of effort to change so why i'm saying that is i hope you you're noticing at whether were you securely avoidantly ambivalent or disorganizedly attached to your parents and you have to be very conscious to work on changing that so that we don't pass the same things to our children you know that often times we find that depending on the attachment style like as i've mentioned that we had growing up we'll raise our children in the same way and they either grow healthy and secure and able to handle life's challenges without necessarily falling apart or kids who grow up to be aggressive or so timid with low self esteem that others easily take advantage of it's it all depends on how we attach to our kids so you look at certain adults right now you can tell how they were with their parents or how their parents were with them you can see where the gap is and and where they are lacking so there are studies that have been carried out that show children who are insecurely attached to their parents have what we um call in the field call externalizing behavior so in other words difficult behavior so aggressive as i mentioned hyperactivity easily bullied impulsive loss of esteem high anxiety socially withdrawn it's just so many of 
anything that you see on the outside because they may be going through what's those internal struggles, but because kids don't know how to express it, you see it a lot in their behavior. And we talk a lot about the mother-child bond, but the father-child bond is equally as important. In fact, research proves that the father-child bond is the sole predictor of a child's self-esteem. In fact, the mother's barely impacts it. Of all the research that have done about this thing, the father's relationship with the child is what affects their self-esteem. So fathers, be active in your child's life. Play with them, encourage them to explore the world and push their ability boundaries safely. That is because that is a lot of what fathers do. They are playmates. Yeah? And mothers are usually too careful or too afraid of getting the kids hurt. But as a father, you know how to safely encourage them. And this actually builds their self-esteem and teaches them that they can conquer their world. They, it teaches them you can move a bit further than what you think you can. And it also teaches them that they learn how to interact with others well. Whether they find good, bad, the father helps them balance that out. And the world is desperately in need of your active involvement as fathers. So, dear fathers, I'm begging you, please, please, please. And also research has shown there's a significant correlation. Yani, there's a relationship, they are related, between children's externalizing behavior and their father-child attachment, regardless of whether they're securely attached to their mother. I shall tell you guys about those findings at the end of this year. God willing. So I've probably been saying a lot of gibberish to some of us, but I do this so that I lay a proper background of understanding. So we see that the science of numbers doesn't lie, unless, of course, it is voting. But seriously, statistics prove that if children have insecure attachments to their parents, they will develop behavioral, emotional, and mental problems, and not just in childhood. In fact, as children get to adolescence, these problems move from external factors, this externalizing behavior, into internalizing behavior, meaning it affects their mental health greatly and ends up also affecting their external health. They feel inadequate, anxious, social stress, feel like they lack control over their situations, inexperience, and even develop clinical depression. Yes. So what's the moral of my long story? Our children and teens are on with us for a little while before they leave and how they feel attached to us will forever have an imprint on their life and choices, just like it has been on yours if you have been relating it to your own childhood. And this world is survival for the fittest. Whether rich or poor, book smart or skilled smart, healthy or sick, what separates those who truly live and those who are struggling to make it through another day knowing little to no peace is if home will always be where the heart is, a shelter in the time of storm, the solid rock on sinking sand. Because we all know that even the rich cry, even the healthy in body, hope for a healthy heart, which is the best time to be built in our childhood, when our kids are young. Because doing it in adulthood is a real hassle. We all know that. So just like the peace that came with after my dad <laughs> recently told me sometime last year, that even when I'm 100, my bedroom will always be there for me and I can always come home. Let our children feel reassured that your arms will always be their safe haven. And when anything happens, they know they can come home. And I know I can always come home. All right? So let's start it now. Even if they're adults, teenagers, start now. It's only too late if we are dead. 
and it's all about love, security, and being sensitive to your child's needs. It's very different, by the way, from smothering and being overprotective. And I can go on and on about how important it is to love your child and ensure they feel safe with you, but I have to stop here. And I always hope that you've picked a thing or two and will be very intentional with forming secure attachments with your child because why, why is all I can ask. And thanks for listening. For those who listen faithfully and those who share, thank you so much. Whether I get your feedback or I don't, thank you so much. And keep sending in your questions and topic suggestions to my email at babystepsbyd at gmail.com. Babystepsbyd.com at gmail.com or leave a voice message in the options given after you listen and I will be sure to respond and appreciate. Bye.